0: Welcome to Heart Speak Podcast, episode 147 Golden Opportunities. Welcome to the Heart Speak Podcast, where valuable insights are shared that bypass the mind and resonate with the heart. Listen, open your heart, become inspired, find the joy and fulfillment that awaits when you follow your heart. And now, here's your host, Dr. Christine Page. Well, hello there. Wherever you are in the world, you are welcome. I hope you enjoyed last week's podcast. I hope you've started to look and say, well, what are the symbols or the sounds or the colors that are upgrading my system at this time? Maybe you've seen more orbs. Maybe you've seen strange lights in the skies. Maybe you've seen owls. Maybe you've heard owls. Maybe you've seen hawks. Remember, this is not about, wow, a hawk flew through my garden, which recently happened for me. But that that hawk was reminding me that hawk is the messenger of the spirits. Wake up, wake up. And so all of these wonderful energies are occurring to us, whether in our dream state or whether in our awake state. They're almost the same now. So make a note of those dreams. Make a note of those things that you saw. And not necessarily just so you can say, I saw it, but that this is a gift from the spirit world, an opportunity. For that upgrade and this is why i decided i was going to talk about golden opportunities opportunities are those things that come in our life and maybe at a crossroads or maybe we're given this chance and do we grasp that opportunity or do we pass it by and there's no regret again about opportunities we can always come round, and those opportunities may be offered again just in a different way but recently I was talking to someone and they were asking why I'd come to America. And I told them about the story of my mother dying and I was in my grief living in London. And they, someone said to me, well, what are you going to do now? Are you going to open a clinic in London? And I heard myself say, no, I'm going to America. Now, this had never been a thought in my mind. I had never thought of leaving Britain. And I certainly wouldn't have done this while my mother was still alive. But Clearly, my soul said, We're going to America. And I packed up, sold my house, said goodbye without knowing where I was going to live, what job I was going to do. I knew nobody over here, but I knew I had to come. And that sense of knowing is something I've trusted all my life. And having told this story, not necessarily the whole of that, just saying, I heard this voice going to America, I came. The person then said, so what would you have done if you hadn't come? And it was such a strange question to me because it was like asking me to think about, well, if you'd gone to the moon, what if you'd gone to the moon instead? It was just something so off base that I, I said I, I didn't ever consider not following my intuition. So I have no idea what would have happened. Was the, that path was never open if one understands that. And I know and hope you've had episodes like that in your own life where you just did it. You didn't ask people, you didn't ask for their opinion. And fortunately, my lovely husband and others all trust when I make these statements. If I say to my husband, we're not going to do that anymore, we don't do it anymore. He doesn't say, well, why? Or if I said, we're gonna do this, he again understands and trusts my feminine intuition. Be so strong that when I say I'm going to do something, it's not because I've just got an idea, it's because I'm already know that this project, this idea is already happening, existing on another plane. I'm already doing it, even though I then have to go through the months of putting this project together for it to be in existence. Do you understand that? So when I know when I say we're gonna do this, it's already happening. I just have to do the hard work to bring it about. And that knowing is because I'm tapping into not some future, but literally it's like it's already happening in the now. I just have to have the joy, I have to say, putting together the project for it to come to fruition. So if I say I'm going to write a book, for instance, I know the book's already written, but the joy for me is the learning, the questioning, the curiosity, as I always talk about it. In my recent project, my Earth Mistress project, it's learning new software, new technologies. And my husband and I love doing that together. So in the process, the goal is not so important as, as the joy of learning about myself, learning about my relationship with my husband or with technology. So in the process, that's the opportunities I'm given to expand myself not because I just know more software, but the challenges of this, (laughs) does that make sense? So the goal has already happened. The process is about the opportunities for my inner growth that may come from many different directions. And these opportunities are all around us. We know when they're working in our favor, we could say, when we're moving in the right direction, we call it synchronicity. Thing, the doors open, things happen, something comes to us. And I hope you've all had those experiences where everything that was meant to happen happens. I was again sharing with these friends about how I came into America and the difficulties of actually entering a new country where your credit cards no longer work or you no longer have a, a mobile or cell phone. Um, and again, this was 20 years ago, but there were so many obstacles that you don't even think when you go into a new country. But as I was telling the story, I was saying, well, it just so happened, you know, of course, it didn't just so happen that I had a bank account before I started trying to come into the country, because having a bank account in a country that you're trying to enter is a really good thing, if you hadn't noticed, because somehow you have some credibility and i was telling the story how i got that bank account it was because a few years previously i'd gone on a trip and the trip i will say was to machu picchu and i was rooming with someone who i didn't know but there was a spare room and i said okay i'll share with someone and that person was concerned about hiking up wanapichu the mountain at the end of machu picchu and One part of me wanted to race up the mountain and show how quick I was. And because I am, I'm like a mountain goat. But, you know, the opportunity was there, this golden opportunity. Instead of saying, well, I'm going to leave and I'm going to rush up that mountain. I said, actually, I will stay and help you. Because she was worried she wouldn't be able to make the journey up the mountain. And I said, don't worry, I'm going to take my time and walk up there with you. And the satisfaction I received was far greater than hers when we reached the top, maybe two hours later than everybody else, but we made it. And that golden opportunity, I knew it was a split-second decision. Shall I just let my ego and my my ambition take me to the top of that mountain, or shall I actually stay with this person who I I liked very much and, and wanted to help? I could feel her pain about her challenges of climbing this mountain and because i had done that maybe not but it just so happened that a few months later she said hey i can help you get a bank account and i got a bank account and several years later that bank account was the means by which i could actually make my journey into immigration and into the, the institutions of america now i tell these stories because i could tell you many more stories about other opportunities that arose just by friends or people i knew staying with someone who just happened to have a spare cell phone etc cetera, etc cetera. and those moments are planned it's as if yes you have to go through a process but we'll try and make it as easy as possible and we'll put the right people in the right place for you these wonderful opportunities are there for all of us all the time and they, as I say, it appears like a synchronicity, as if everything's flowing in a direction we want it to flow. But they can also, as I've explained before, be synchronicities that say, don't go there. So a synchronicity when something like your car doesn't start and you thought you were determined to get somewhere, but actually the car not starting was saying, we don't want you to go there from your guidance, or this is not the right time or place for this. Their synchronicities as well. They're they're moments where our soul is saying, I know your personality is wanting to rush up that mountain or go to that meeting, but actually, that's not what my soul wants. My soul wants to stay where it is. And I was thinking of a friend who was determined to start a new business. It was the healthcare business. And she'd been in this business for a long time, and she decided it was time maybe to change the name of her business or the way she was doing it. But it was still going to be a healthcare business. And she was so excited about this. She even moved to a place to be nearer to this place where she thought the business could start. She built the, bought the, the lease to an office. And then she had an accident. And the accident meant she couldn't pay the lease. And she couldn't. She had to let go of the lease. She had to take time out. And at first, she was really upset by this. But you know later as she's lying in bed with a leg in plaster she said to herself wow i thought i was doing something new but actually i'm still doing exactly the same thing i was moving from a job where i was helping people to another job where i was helping people and really i'm exhausted helping people so this accident said enough stop it stop helping people and I know all of you will understand that. It's not, oh, I thought we were just here to help people. Just because one of the petals of your life is helping people, there are many other petals still to be lived. And just because you can do something well, it doesn't mean you should keep doing it, remember? So what is it you're doing? Yes, you can do it. You can do it standing on your head. But actually, you're not growing from it. You're not receiving the opportunity of growth, of expansion through a job, a relationship, etc. That's when the universe will take over. I use the word universe. The universe or your guides will take over and say, We don't want you going down that path again. Now that's your soul talking as well. So something will happen to stop you. And that is not you being told you're doing something wrong, you've made a mistake, living with regret. Why don't why doesn't the universe love me? It's because they do love you. And they say we love you so much we will not let you continue this path and those moments are moments where you are being given the golden apple of opportunity to make a change and those changes are not superficial oh well i'll just move back to where i was or i'll start something else no these changes are deep these changes are what beliefs am i carrying that i need to to change It's always about beliefs, my friends. It's never just about changing homes, changing jobs, changing partners. What belief do I need to change? Okay, so the belief this lady was having to change was that she was just here to help everybody, that her only value in life, the only way she was gonna be loved was to help others. Anybody else put their hand up to that one? I do. I felt that that's what I had to do. To, to get love was to give love. That's what I was taught. I'm not doing that anymore. But the fact of the matter is when we meet those walls, when we hit that wall, when we, when we think our life has come to a standstill, it's actually a golden opportunity to say, whoa, I was going down a path that was a crazy path. Not doing that again. Or well, that belief has been driving me and probably driving my ancestors for thousands of years. And so I'm also hearing people who are making decisions or seeing that maybe some of the decisions they've made around COVID, and I'm not going to go deeply into that, but maybe some of the decisions they've been making or have made actually haven't been those that were working best for their soul, the best for their nurturing of their soul. And why I say that is because sometimes we have to go to an extreme, something that you might think afterwards, why did I do that? And it might not just be something around COVID, it could be some aspect of our lives, Like, why did I marry that person? Why did I take that job? Why did I do that? Don't get lost in that. Don't do the beating up. That's a time that often we have to go to an extreme in one direction, to be able to receive the golden opportunity to make a huge leap in another direction. Does that make sense? So what's going on in the planet today? You know, we could say back in 2019, 2018, everything was like da 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 da, da. Yes, until this so-called crisis hit. And the crisis is not about COVID. It's about everything that led up to covid everything that other people may have been doing in the sly or in the silent everything that we thought we trusted suddenly came to an end sometimes we need such a crisis don't we maybe it's a, a crisis of faith maybe you've always believed that your god would take care of you or that you'd never get sick or you'd never do wrong i don't know and then we blame it of course on our god etc but the fact is it was the belief that was in error Not the person. So let's say at this moment there's a lot of disbelief or uh, sadness about the fact that what we considered our leaders are not actually leading. And that's not their problem. We actually gave them the power to think that they knew what they were doing. Silly us. They had no clue. Or if they did have a clue, it wasn't necessary for the best of humanity. Let's put it that way. So what's coming to the head is what beliefs have we carried about authority about people know where they're going and where are we now saying i'm sorry it's clearly you're just another human being and i'm taking back my authority now this is a golden opportunity for taking me back take back my authority all right so this i could go back to saturn being in aquarius and pluto being in capricorn this is about taking back authority but with that comes accountability I will make my own choices that's what we're saying now not i'm going to give my authority to you so you can make the choices and then i can blame you this huge shift that's taking place is a golden opportunity for us to not just be empowered but if there was such a word to be in authority be in our authority to be accountable to be who we are meant to be and make decisions from that place so no regrets just okay thank you for taking me to an extreme that i will never want to go to again and only because of that extreme can i make decisions that as i say i will never go back there i'll never do that again that's the golden opportunity i will never as i say give my faith to someone else or believe someone else's opinions or believe something it's all about beliefs my friends. So let's just look at some of the other golden opportunities as i watch the athletes go off to the olympics whatever's going to happen there but the fact is that we could say wow look how talented they are how wonderful they are but anybody who's got talent has usually had to work really hard at it and I think in societies we often honor and look up to those who have got these talents but not looking at the sacrifices they've had to take make to do that again no no judgment but yes talent can take you in a certain certain direction good looks can take you in a certain direction but the more I listen to people it's not that they regret having had those talents but they've often missed out on something else or what we saw as a talent was actually also a disadvantage. Uh, I also think of people who have, who are very beautiful, very good, you know, good looks. And you say, wow, you're so lucky to have those good looks. And then they tell me the story of how hard it's been for them because they were only known for their good looks. Nobody ever went any deeper, or maybe they were chased by, by other people, other men or women. And, and always felt that they were never free of just enjoying their bodies. So being able to see the opportunities that come out of something, sometimes it can be I love my body as it is. It's not what's on the outside, it's what's in the inside. And opportunities can also come from really out of the blue. I'm sure you've had those that you happen to be sitting next to someone in a a course on an airplane, and you didn't know that you thought you were just flying from A to B, but it was actually the person that was sitting next to you was the person who was giving you the opportunity has that happened to you i remember that uh, when i was about 15 i was chosen out of our school to go to what we call an outward bound it's a it's a, you know it's it's where we go camping where we go hiking where we go climbing caving it's a i suppose a camp but it was really a camp for a week where we stayed on the island of Arran, which is in the west coast of scotland and it really was for all these opportunities to exercise to to do different to learn different skills and i have to say i was around a lot of very athletic and sporty people in my school but i was chosen and i don't know why i was chosen but i do know why i was chosen because it was a golden opportunity. Yes, I love doing all those things. But on the spare afternoon, we had an afternoon off, we could choose. We could go and see the island a bit more. We could travel around. We could stay in the camp or we could go shopping, I think, was the third option. And since I was always interested in traveling and exploring, I said, oh, I'll go and travel. And it was just a small group of us that wanted to do that. And it was the first time that I came across this magnificent stone circle that emerged out of the mist, um, a megalithic site that was at least 5,000 years old. And it was like, oh, my goodness, it's like coming home. And that was the very first time I had really been impacted at such a level by these stone people, by nature, by the mist. And this really was the beginning of my exploration of all these wonderful things that i love now yes i've been around stonehenge but this somehow this was my key opening my upgrade something that impacted me that changed my life so i wonder whether or not you've had those moments yourself what's impacted you Again, a moment of sitting with someone. Can you remember, you know, as I say, being on a plane or a train or in a workshop and you just talk to someone who you never saw again? They're like your angel, but they never saw them again, but they changed your life. And they said, what about looking in this direction? What about looking in that direction? That was the moment when I met someone back in the early 80s who told me about Findhorn up in the north of Scotland. I'd never heard of it then, but I went home, read the book, booked to go on an experience week, and the rest is history, as we might say. And it's those moments. Can we make the most of those moments? Or do we just say, oh, this is, there was this person that kept talking to me, and I wanted to hear what the teacher had to say. (laughs) Does it mean that those moments won't come around again? They will. I'm sure we've all had that, it's like, You put it aside. I'm too busy. I've got the children to look after. I'm I'm doing something. But fortunately, the universe doesn't give up. And round it comes again. Maybe a year later, maybe five years later, 10 years later. You think, there's that thing again that I was listening to 10 years ago. And that's happening now. So spiraling round are those opportunities many ways that we missed. And it's like, here it comes again. (laughs) I've always wanted to do that, you say to yourself. I've always been interested in that, but I didn't have time, I put that aside. And I often find that when I'm doing a soul reading for someone, I say, you know, you'd be really good at art and that. Oh, they say, oh yes, I used to do that when I was younger. Dance, oh yes, I used to do that. This is a time for all those things that you used to do and love to come around and start again. It's not because you're doing the dancing, it's because they're wakening up your consciousness. We're doing the art there. It's an awakening. Remember, an upgrading. Sometimes you just have to do that thing again for a month and you upgrade it. And then finally, there are those opportunities that come about that are difficult. But at that time, you you can't see the wood for the trees. And only your soul, the universe, knows exactly where you need to go. And sadly, I can think of people who never got over the fact that someone died and they just were left with that idea that this person had abandoned them and left them, oh, my father died when, you know, I was this age or that age and i are never forgiven, really. And I always feel, well, you know, he wasn't too pleased either that he passed over. I mean, it's almost like he did that on purpose. <laughs> I've never seen anybody actually die on purpose to slight someone else. But the fact of the matter is, things happen. People die, people leave. And I think living with that regret and that anger that that person abandoned you or let you down is such a sad story. And it's part of that near death experience that I think we saw where you have that life review. And I feel that I've heard stories of. When you have that life review, you, you think, wow, how did I waste all that space in regret, in sadness, in anger, in grief? So, this is a real time to move beyond those stories because all they do is cement your feelings of abandonment. It won't be the first time, it won't be the last time. But it's like, move on, move on. So I can remember that when I, my father died, when I was 17, and it was a very sudden death. And yes, I was in grief, as were the rest of the family. And and the strangest thing, I think back now, that about two months later, I was expected to take what we call A-levels, some very major exams for my career that we take in the UK. And nobody really thought, well, maybe this girl has a few problems. so i was just expected to take those exams and i didn't do quite as well as i needed to get into a certain university and i can remember in the august of that year which is when we get those results i was devastated i was inconsolable and my mother didn't know what to do with me and of course i wasn't just grieving the fact i didn't get into a university that i wanted i was grieving for my father i mean again perhaps someone you know should have thought of that all those years back that this was a monumental event in my life. Everything that I thought was a certainty had crashed the certainty of having my father alive and clearly moving on into my twenties with him, the certainty of what that would mean to myself, my career to, to the standard of living that we had everything crashed, and then not getting to into the uh, university I wanted to and I feel that. As I came out of that, I decided to go and volunteer in a mental health hostel. And this was a halfway house between being in a mental hospital and going out into the world. And I met all sorts of people, wonderful people, some of them who had mental health issues, some of them had handicap issues, whatever we call those nowadays. But there was a whole range of people who had some sort of challenge in their life but what I came out with is that I was the one that was challenged. they seemed quite okay about it. They knew more about life than I did and I spent a glorious six months there uh, on and being paid three pounds a week as I remember it and my board and lodging but I learned so much I, I I really was quite innocent until I went to this place and yes, I saw upset and I saw violence and I saw um, some crazy ideas but actually I could I almost felt at home because my own inner craziness of having lost my father and all going through all of this it allowed it to settle somewhere I think if I'd just gone to a place where everything was normal I would have just suppressed everything I was feeling this allowed me to feel and it really was now what they call a gap year but it allowed me to experience some of the issues that i was going to meet as a doctor and i i easily got into another medical school which was the role free with the exam results that i had got originally and the role free was as you've heard me speak about originally set up for women so here i was in the mid early 70s amongst women who were strong and capable and beautifully feminine and that was really a, just a continuation of my joy of being around powerful feminine women. And I will never regret now having actually not got the exam results to go to a university that I would never have related to, but to being in this situation on Hampstead Heath, for those of you who know Hampstead, just a, a glorious place to learn medicine and the way I learned it. So maybe you also have golden opportunities, times in your life that initially appeared like a disaster as if you'd never get through it but now in retrospect and maybe because of events that happened you are the person you are you are strengthened i have no regret i everything woke up because of just the failure of my exams do i miss my dad absolutely but i don't feel abandoned by him i feel loved by him i feel empowered by him one of the lessons I learned was that, and having lost a lot of members of my family, that when someone dies, they're literally handing you their power. They're saying, I'm going, but here's the energy, and I want you to live your life fully. And I feel that that's what everybody does when they die. They pass their, their power, their energy, over to those who are still living and say, don't ever waste this energy because this is my gift to you. So my dear friends, I think I'm going to leave it at that. I hope I've given you enough areas to look at in your life. Don't miss the golden opportunities. No regrets. And those opportunities may come from many places, as I'm explaining. But when we see them as these golden apples of opportunity, and we eat those apples, we, we ingest those opportunities, we embody them. We become stronger, lighter, and more playful because we don't see life as being driven by someone else but by ourselves. We are the creators of our own reality. Nobody else can do that. Nobody can take that away once we take ownership of it. So with much love and blessings, I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Heart Speak Podcast with Dr. Christine Page. Please check out all HeartSpeak episodes in the podcast archive section on www.ChristinePage.com. HeartSpeak is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and now playing on iHeartRadio. You can also watch the archive podcasts on YouTube. Connect with Christine on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, including her newest Facebook group, The Great Mother Calling. Do share with family Friends, colleagues, join us next time for another edition of HeartSpeak.